It's time for everything you need to know in life you can learn from General Hospital, where we explore seven life lessons that this iconic soap teaches us every weekday. 60 years and going. I hope you'll join us. Hello, GH listeners, current, former, and those returning after 30, 40, 50, 60 years. <laughs> I love it. This is Katty Carroll. So glad you could join us this week, the week of Labor Day. And this is a little Labor Day special we're doing to celebrate the hardworking citizens of Port Charles. So I hope you're having some fun, getting a little time off and rejuvenating yourself, recharging. All right, we're gonna get right into it. Number one, the nurses, doctors, therapists, patient advocates, and all of the staff of General Hospital. It takes a village to run a hospital. And luckily, in Port Charles, they have a whole township with so much mob activity, population-threatening viruses, and jilted lovers in one zip code, it is a good thing. There are amazing selfless doctors like Hamilton Finn on staff to find a cure for brain worms and nurse Elizabeth Weber to jump into triage, help with heart surgery or comfort patients and their families. And Dr. Finn, of course. <laughs> Dr. Randolph, GH's chief of staff, keeps everything running and is also a pediatric oncology specialist. She sets high standards and is an amazing role model for the whole trans community and is gorgeous, of course. Love her, love Dr. Randolph. And the unsung heroes of the hospital, there's one other category as well we need to mention. The security guards who are frequently needed with various prisoners coming from Pentonville for medical care and notorious criminals such as Cesar Faison and Victor Cassadine and Stavros coming through the doors of GH. These security guards are frequently casualties of gun violence or are tricked by one of our sweet conniving Port Charles citizens. If you are a security guard and you get an assignment at General Hospital in Port Charles, New York, you might need to be asking for hazard pay and a Kevlar vest and helmet. Yes. <laughs> but seriously, Hospital staff, especially post-COVID, are still facing burnout. And to alleviate this, physicians in particular are now on average working less hours and setting more boundaries. Hospital hourly staff, though, like many nurses, still face challenges with longer shifts and less sleeping hours. I was looking at their research on NIH.gov, National Institutes of Health, and there is still much more research to be done, but keeping work hours below 60 a week seems to have a greater impact and increasing sleep hours. It aids in having less burnout rates. Um, so maybe hospitals around the country and the world <laughs> could take a page from GHS culture. They care for each other. And from what we viewers can tell, keep working hours to a reasonable amount. Except, of course, when there is an incurable new virus or an earthquake caused by an unscrupulous fracking executive. Remember Greg Evigan from BJ and the Bear? Mm -hmm. But seriously, the hospital runs smoothly. They have mostly happy, motivated staff and plenty of time for drama. Oh, yes. Come on, people. What good is an amazing career in a beautiful setting without some drama? <laughs> so thank you to all hospital staff and workers. All right, number two, 
the hotel and restaurant workers who do all the work behind the scenes at the Metro Court, Kelly's, Jake's, Luke's Club, and all of our favorite cafes and breweries in our towns. So much goes into running a hotel like the Metro Court with housekeeping and custodial staff, bartenders, sous chefs, chefs, servers, keeping everything running smoothly with a clientele such as that in Port Charles, would not be a part-time job for a partial owner like Nina. And Olivia probably would not have much time to make her famous homemade lasagna with her duties running this high-end hotel. The Bureau of Labor Statistics shows this industry is still growing post-COVID and has continued to add jobs through 2023. The disappointing statistic to me is the average hourly rate hovering around $21.30 per hour as of August 2023. With all the news, you know, you see the signage for the higher hourly rate for McDonald's workers and other chains. The overall financial picture for this sector still needs to increase. Being that these are average national numbers, I am surmising that states that still adhere to the 725 minimum wage, the federal minimum wage, and $2.13 per hour for tipped employees is the federal minimum. Um, I'm surmising that this is pulling that average down. I don't know that for sure, but I will do more research. And you can reach out to these um, Bureau of Labor Statistics as well. So I'll do that in the next couple of weeks and let you know what I find out. I was shocked to find out five states actually have a no minimum wage Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, and Louisiana, and 15 use the federal minimum wage, that one we just talked about. Poor Charles, luckily, is in New York State, and their minimum wage is $15 an hour for New York City boroughs, Long Island, and Westchester County. The remainder of the state is $14.20 an hour. So for our tipped servers, bellhops at the Metro Court, Twelve fifty is their wage with a two fifty tip credit and then that's New York City again, Westchester, Long Island, and then eleven eighty five with two thirty five tip credit. They separate the service employees and the food service workers in New York State Department of Labor site, with food service workers being a little lower, ten dollars with five dollar tip credit. In New York City and Westchester, Long Island, and then 945, 475 tip credit upstate. <laughs> That's a lot better than the federal tip minimum, as in almost five times better. Thank goodness the loyal employees who keep Kelly's running are in New York State and get paid a decent wage. And with all the high rollers in Port Charles, their tips should be fantastic. I am sure as well, with the Spencers being in charge, they have always been generous with bonuses for their employees. So if you live in one of those states that still only pays a federal minimum wage or has no minimum wage, be a generous tipper because those folks are not being paid very well. So keep them in mind when you go out to eat or you're using, you know, a concierge at a hotel or something like that. Yeah. Be generous. Yes. <laughs> All right. Number three. We want to celebrate the mob employees and enforcers. <laughs> yes, I know these hardworking stoic folks are well compensated on average, but they face a continual employment threat of being arrested, thrown in prison for a lengthy sentence, shot, 
maimed or dismembered, they definitely deserve some steep hazard pay that good managers like Sunny Corinthos do provide. There are, of course, all those employees Sonny has behind the scenes running his operations, logistics, accounting, forklift operators, munition specialists. He probably isn't paying into Social Security, Medicare, and FICA for these folks, so they need to be paid generously, and hopefully he provides them with a CPA or CFP, Certified Financial Planner, of his choosing to help them save for the future. The mob enforcers, though, probably have the hardest role, protecting Sonny, dealing with people who get in his way, carrying out his torture instructions. Remember Dex, who was and now is again Sonny's enforcer. <laughs> These folks, and oh, by the way, Sonny needs more female enforcers. Mm-hmm. Yep. They are on the front lines and can be killed on any given day in Sonny's world. So hopefully... They get to take Labor Day off. Sonny can be in a safe place away from guns and bombs. And let's not forget Sonny's employees who work for his legitimate coffee business, where employment taxes are paid and W-2s are issued. These folks are in some danger as well, as they must well understand how their boss makes the bulk of his money. These employees that keep the coffee roasting getting packaged and brewed to satiate the town of Port Charles and beyond with our need for caffeine, right? Corinthos coffee employees should be paid hazard pay as well with healthy bonuses. Yes. And maybe a pension managed by an outside pension firm would be a great idea, Sonny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Number four, Port Charles could not keep running without IT geniuses. Information technology, as we know, it's behind the scenes in everything we do now. So our IT geniuses in Port Charles are Damian, Milhouse, Spinelli, and Brick are our favorites, of course. Spinelli, played by Bradford Anderson, who first came to Port Charles as our kind of surfer, super smart techie in 2006. He has played an integral role in so many investigations by hacking into the hospital mainframe multiple times, tracking crime lords, and always being there to help Jason and Sonny, Maxie or Sam when they need some hacking to save the day. Brick, played by Stephen Smith, Sonny's go-to IT man, outfits him with the latest surveillance equipment, phone, earpieces, flash drives, which we know no one should be using anymore. No flash drives. Oh, <sighs> But Brick is based in California, and he flies in whenever Sonny needs him. He is fiercely loyal to Sonny and Carly and is essential to Sonny's operations. Almost all organizations have an IT genius or a whole department for maintaining secure financials, the proprietary trade secrets, and day-to-day -day operations. It's all heavily reliant on IT doing their job very well. In fact, as we progress into an AI world, IT jobs are expected to grow at a rate of 7.8%, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, through 2030. This will result in the addition of 11.9 million more jobs. And another interesting statistic here is the median annual wage across these jobs is 97K, more than double that of the median wage for other occupations of 45K. CIS, research scientists, network architects, cybersecurity will be huge. Coders, programmers, analysts, 
web designers and developers. Most of these you do need a bachelor's degree for, but there are some companies like IBM that will hire you in at entry-level roles and provide extensive training. These types of opportunities allow you to see if you enjoy the work as well before you commit to a degree program. I love this. And in many states like Colorado for the in-demand jobs, they have free training. So look at your state uh, Department of Labor as well for any free training programs. So this Labor Day, let's celebrate the information technology gurus of Port Charles and beyond. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Number five. All the essential employees we don't see in the day-to-day drama on General Hospital. Plumbers, carpenters, welders, linemen, and electric company employees who keep Port Charles running. Printers who print the Port Charles Press and the Invader. City and County Water Department. Department of Transportation employees. Department of Labor employees. Folks toiling at rental car companies and the airport, right? So many human beings are involved in keeping a community clean, with roads to drive on, fresh water to drink, electricity supplied on a continual basis, right? No blackouts. Still in California, there probably will be, but um, they're working hard on all that. These occupations, although rarely a focus for the drama queens and kings of General Hospital, (laughs) but they're the backbone and infrastructure that keep everything running smoothly. In fact, Job outlook growth for electricians is projected at 7% through 2030. Plumbers is only 2%, but still with many job openings in this sector because so many are retiring, there will still be a large opportunity for folks to go into these skilled trades. I found another interesting role, elevator and escalator technician. Not a lot of growth, but again, a lot of folks retiring. Median salary of 97K. Yep. So no bachelor degree required, some, you know, training, I think apprenticeship training after high school. But that was very interesting to me when that popped up in my research. So let's not forget all of these paramount professions this Labor Day. And remember, we couldn't keep going every day without them and live our best lives. Yes. All right. Number six. The corporate staff at ELQ in Aurora who do all the work so the Qs can keep earning millions and Nina can keep publishing Crimson, owned by Aurora. Let's be honest. Michael, Ned, when he was CEO, Drew, or even Edward Quartermain in his day, for that matter, were not spending 12-hour or 8-hour days even at the office truly running these Fortune 500 companies. Luckily... They have vast staff who we see very little of, but they're running everything behind the scenes. IT department, operations, you know, ensuring orders are shipped, received, and all the buildings and production facilities are running smoothly. Finance and accounting who handle all the SEC reporting, management reporting, payroll, taxation, stock plans. And I am not sure with ELQ. I believe they're still a totally privately held company. With the family and Valentine controlling the ownership. But Aurora is publicly traded, I I believe. Think of the security staff, though, reception, assemblers for whatever ELQ makes these days. I'm not totally sure anymore. (laughs) Oh, they don't talk about that very much. But the supervisors, line managers, 
These reliable employees definitely deserve a day off for ensuring the conglomerates of Port Charles keep running so our favorite characters can keep saving the world. Yes. <laughs> All right. Number seven on this Labor Day special. Everything you need to know in life you can learn from General Hospital. Our final celebration for the workers of Port Charles, it goes to our favorite benevolent mob boss who keeps Port Charles safe from more malevolent criminal factors. Without Sonny, Port Charles just might be another port overrun with illegal drug running or violent factions. He keeps this upstate port on the Hudson reasonably quiet and adds to the economy greatly with his official employees <laughs> and his special mob employees. Sonny is an integral part of the community, and with his deep family connections, he will always protect it. If we could pick the criminal entities in our worlds, we would want them to be like Sonny. He helps the police with investigations on occasion and will utilize his vast resources to help many in the community and protect his confidants and friends. Let's not forget as well, he is to date the largest owner in town funding the Stone Cates AIDS wing of the hospital and millions more every year towards AIDS research. And currently he is funding Christina's LGBTQ plus youth foundation. I love it. He is a complicated, hardworking, loving father, fantastic chef who appreciates his employees and all who labor for his cause of sustaining the Port Charles port and keeping the good citizens safe. All right. Have a great Labor Day. Quick recap, celebrating the hard workers of Port Charles, the nurses, doctors, therapists, patient advocates, and all the staff of General Hospital. Number two, the hotel and restaurant workers who keep all of our favorite places running. Number three, the mob employees and enforcers who keep Sunny Corinthos going. Number four, the IT geniuses who we all need every day. <laughs> Number five, the essential employees who we don't see in the day-to-day -day drama on General Hospital, plumbers, carpenters, city and county officials, Department of Labor. <laughs> Number six, the corporate staff at ELQ who do all the work behind the scenes so Michael doesn't have to. <laughs> and number seven, our favorite benevolent mobster who keeps Port Charles safe. Yes, so go celebrate all the laborers this holiday who help keep our communities running and making life better for all of us. Don't be catty, use your big mouth for good. Have a great weekend, a great week. We'll see you soon and check us out at C-A-T-T-E Girls on Instagram. And remember, I'm always looking for guests for the podcast. If your life has been changed by General Hospital, I'd love to have you on. Take care.